Hello, brave souls. Tonight's story is called Animal. My uncle used to take me fishing. At least, that's what he would tell my mother. And the first few times, he wasn't even lying. We'd actually roll up to a quiet little pond somewhere off the beaten path. Always off the beaten path. He put a rod in my hand and watched me struggle with it for a bit before coming up behind me and gently guiding my arms. There you go, he said in his easy drawl. That's the way you do it. Many times he would guide my form. As our fishing trips went on, his hands gradually found their way from my arms to other places. Before long, there weren't even ponds. Only secluded areas in the middle of the woods. Miles from any road or campsite. In these places, we'd make a day of it. I didn't like it, but I knew my options. I'd tell your mommy you wanted it, he said. I believed him. I didn't stop to realize this could incriminate him, too. All I could see was my own shame. And the surest way to make it worse. Once, on a cold, gray afternoon at the beginning of fall, he took me deeper into the woods than usual. The chill in the air didn't faze him. It'll be invigorating, he said. The breeze against your skin. Besides, we'll keep each other warm. He chuckled lowly and brushed a rough knuckle against my skin. My heart sank. Twigs and pebbles scraped against my bare back as our fishing trip began in earnest. I broke away from a sloppy, beer-soaked kiss for a bit of air. But what filled my lungs wasn't much better. Mingling with the yeast and hops was an odor of a different kind. Half vegetation, half meat. All decomposition. Something had probably died nearby, I reasoned. My uncle didn't seem to notice or care. If I hadn't turned my head to the left at that moment, I might not have seen it. Two eyes, small, back, and squinted, peered out from the brush. For a moment, I just stared at them, blinking, unsure of what I was seeing. All was still. What the hell are you looking at? I wondered. A trick of the light? No. A moment later it moved, and its full face came into view. It was dark, and covered completely in coarse hair, except for the flesh of its nose, mouth, and around its eyes. These had a shiny, black, leathery skin. My breath left me as I realized all too clearly that this, whatever it was, was not human. Instinct took over. Uncle, uncle, I shouted tapping his shoulder with a free hand. He turned his attention away from my flesh and my neck. What the fuck are you hauling for? He demanded. I pushed him off me and pointed to the brush. Over there, I shouted, but it was too late. The thing had disappeared. The only evidence that had been there was a gentle shake of leaves that had slotted back into place. What? He asked. What the hell are you pointing at? Good question, I realized. What in the actual hell was I pointing at? Some kind of animal, I stuttered. You dumb bitch, my uncle savagely replied. There ain't no animal over there. He turned sharply to face me. Are you fucking with me? My fear over what I'd seen was gone in an instant. 
replaced with something sharper and more immediate. No, I... I just... You just what, he spat? You thought you'd get out of it? Thought you could put one over me? The back of his hand smashed against my jaw. My head hit the ground. The stars in my eyes barely had time to fade before he grabbed my face and forced me to look at him. His cheeks flamed and his eyes bulged with rage. This is what happens when you fuck with me, he said. The next few moments were a blur. I hope they stay that way. Later, as I pulled my sweater back over my scratched back, I tried to ignore the throbbing in my cheek. What are you going to tell your mother? I heard a mask through lips that clamped a cigarette. I paused. Tell my mother. What did you want me to say? Nothing? I guessed. About your face, genius, he snapped. She's going to notice. I hesitated, keeping my eyes trained on him. I say I fell. I waited to see if I was right or wrong. A smile crept over his lips. I was fluttered with relief. Good girl, he said. That night I sat in my bedroom mirror, trying not to feel. It was like a losing battle. The reflection of the glass seemed broken to me, disgusting. The longer I looked, the more the tears threatened to flow. It was time to call on the reinforcements. I reached down and opened a drawer. The gleam of the razor met me, and I nearly began to salivate at the thought of the numb relief that was close at hand. Turning my attention back to the mirror, I raised my arm to examine its underside, revealing the tiny scabbed lines I'd left there so recently. One or two for each fishing trip, I frowned. There was so little room left, but I was sure I could find a spot. I always did. The blade had just barely made contact with my flesh when I heard a sound. What was it? Rustling? Shifting? I turned swiftly toward its source, my bedroom window. Instinct overpowered judgment, and I raced to look out. Nothing. All I could see was the darkness of night. And then it hit me. That smell that was somewhere between cabbage and corpse. The same one I noticed before. It was there in the wind, hanging all around me. The memory of those black eyes came floating back. My breath came out in heavy pants. My muscles locked in terror. My eyes darted around the darkness looking for any sign of movement, or the glint of moonlight off of any shape that shouldn't be there. There was nothing. It was several minutes past before I could move again. I looked down at the razor, still clutched in my hand. The urge had passed, so back in the drawer it went. After that, there was nothing left to do but turn off the lights, climb under the covers, and pass out until morning. The next weekend, my uncle came calling again, and I braced myself for another fishing trip. It was another cold, gray day. This comforted me. It seemed to promise that winter was on its way, and maybe the colder months would put a stop to our outings. I could hope, at least. We landed at a secluded spot at the base of a cliff. This is the place, my uncle said. It's nice, quiet. No one around to bug us. I shivered. Whether it was from the cold or the sentiment, I couldn't tell. Then the words came out from somewhere within me. I didn't know from where. I hadn't planned to say them, but they were out before I knew it. I don't want to. My uncle abruptly stopped unbuttoning his shirt. He narrowed his eyes at me. What'd you say? 
I swallowed. Turned my back now. I said I don't want to. Twig snapped under his feet as he inched toward me. His voice was low and even. What do you mean you don't want to? Instinctively, I moved backwards. I don't like this, I said as my body began to shake. It's wrong. My uncle closed the gap between us so quickly, I lost the air from my lungs. He seized my wrist and thrust my back against the rock face. I could feel his sandpaper skin scrape against mine. His sour breath assaulted my nostrils. Just when did I ask for your opinion, he asked. Stop it, I begged meekly. You're hurting me. He laughed. You have no idea how much you're going to hurt. As he pressed his lips violently to mine, there was a change in the air. I don't know which I noticed first. It could have been that rotting smell or the pounding of feet along the forest floor as they headed straight for us. Before I could react, my uncle was ripped away from me. And there it was, a creature I had seen before. It couldn't have been less than eight feet tall and covered in hair from head to toe. Even so, I could see the riffling muscles that bulged beneath the fur. It grunted furiously as it gripped my uncle's neck and holstered into the air. For all the blurry moments I spent in those woods, I will never forget what happened next. The creature slammed my uncle to the ground with bestial roar. My uncle screamed and flailed, looking more like a rag doll than a man. Wasting no time, the creature pounced on him. I watched, frozen, as it took my uncle's head in his hand. With one quick and deliberate jerk, it was all over. A loud crack echoed off the rocks. A family of birds bolted from a tree. My uncle fell limp. Silence fell over the scene. For a moment, neither of us moved. The beast was the first to react, rising slowly from the ground where its handiwork lay. It slowly turned to face me, and my body tensed to throbbing. All the while, that putrid smell hung in the air. This was it, I thought. This was how it all ended. Moments passed. Nothing happened. The creature did nothing but stare. Feeling my muscles start to loosen, I let myself take in and process what I was seeing. The creature's eyes seemed soft. It was almost as if they were asking me something, begging. I looked again at my uncle, lying still in the shadow cast by the cliffside. There was no sign of life. My uncle's reign of terror had come to an end. Meeting the creature's gaze once more, the strangest thought occurred to me. Did it look... sorry? Worried? I don't know what made me do it, but I took a deep breath and spoke to it. I'll say he fell. At this, the creature's shoulders relaxed. Apparently needing nothing more, it turned and lumbered back the way it came. Just before it disappeared in the brush, I called out to it. Thank you! It faced me one last time and stretched its lips back, revealing a set of enormous teeth. A smile, I realized. My lungs inflated fully, and a tear of relief ran down my cheek as I watched my savior disappear in the forest. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed the story. Big thank you to the author for creating such an interesting and genuinely creepy experience. 
If you enjoyed the video, please subscribe or follow for more videos just like this one. If you'd like to support the channel, you can check out my Patreon link in the description below and know that I genuinely appreciate it. Follow me over on Twitter at podcast underscore fear or Facebook at fear the podcast. Thank you again for listening to the story. And until next time, always remember to face your fears.